Welcome back to Your Other Mother, stories of early queer family making. We're at that point where I'm not quite sure what's going to happen next. When I first started this project, I had some idea of what I wanted to do with it. I knew that I wanted to elevate the stories of fellow children of queers. I knew I wanted to give myself a space to process and talk about my own experience being raised by my moms and how it's shaped my adulthood. And another piece of this that I really wanted to dive into more deeply, but I I haven't, is to know more about my own family's response to an experience of um, me and my mom's being in their family, or my extended family. I've talked about this project a lot with my cousins, my aunts and uncles, my grandmother, and obviously my chosen family. But um, when I first envisioned this project, I really did think I was going to sit my extended family down and kind of hold their feet to the fire and uh, see what they had to say for themselves. Just kidding. And I'm still open to the possibility of doing that. To be clear, the project is not over. Um, It's taking a brief hiatus. (laughs) When I first started working on this project, my goal was to put it out by the end of 2023, which was an arbitrary goal, but it was a goal I set so that I could keep myself to, to, on task and um, and give myself something tangible to work toward. And I did that, and I'm really, really proud of it. This project is one of the things I'm most proud of ever having put forth in my life. It has been one of the most surprisingly difficult things I've done in adulthood, despite being kind of silly and frivolous. It's been a huge learning experience. I had no idea the amount of effort time, energy, mental energy, thoughtfulness, consideration, politicking, people managing that goes into producing something like this. Um, That was really naive of me. I've had a lot of bumps in the road along the way. Um, You know, some folks were not happy with the things that they shared in their interviews. Some folks were not happy with what other people shared in their interviews. Um, And it's been really humbling and really, really educational to have to go get through those bumps because (laughs) I guess you only learn by doing and the only way to figure that out is to do it um all that is to say I am so humbled that anyone took the time out of their weeks every week for the past couple of months to sit and listen to this to sit and listen to me sort out my feelings to sit and listen to me probe my parents on their feelings to talk to my friends to talk to my community And, um, yeah, I'm just, I have been floored and beyond humbled and moved by the really kind things that you all have reached out to share with me. Uh, I had no idea that folks would receive this so warmly and with so much openness and just be interested to listen. (laughs) I find this stuff interesting, but that's because it's my life. And I've spent a lot of time in my life thinking about this stuff and seeking it out and, I'm just really glad to say thank you. So thank you, everyone, for listening, for putting this into your ears and being open to hearing other people's stories, being open to having your own ideas challenged, maybe, being forced to maybe reflect on your own conceptions about what family means and, and how it shows up for you in your life. Um, so yeah, just wanted to just wanted to throw that out there. My thoughts on where we're going from here are that there does still feel like a lot of loose ends that I still want to wrap up. Not wrap up. There's loose ends. There's there's things I want to talk about. You know, I want to interview some of my cousins. I want to interview some of my aunts and uncles, maybe my grandmother. 
I don't know, there's a lot of people out there. Something that's been really interesting is that a lot of the folks that I grew up with when we lived in California have reached out to me with really strong reactions. Um, and I'm hoping to sit down with some of those folks um, when I'm in California next month to just interview them and even just, you know, have a little conversation and, and get their thoughts on particularly I think I'm interested to know how my mom's presence in the community made them feel or how it might have changed their minds or not even changed their minds. Just what what did they think? How did they feel? You know, I've mentioned on the show that when we first moved to California, people would say things to my mom's like, I've never met a gay person before. And I just am so curious, you know, 25-ish years on, 20 years, I misspoke, 20 years on from us first moving down there. I'd be really curious to know what um, what folks think and, and how they see this, what their memory is, how they see this in hindsight, how they think about it now. Um, like, are there more queer families in this little town anymore? <laughs> or nowadays, I should say. I'd be extremely interested to know. Because there certainly weren't any open queer families in this town at the time my mom's and I lived there, so... Oh, it'd be so cool to imagine that they were, but they were just like hiding. <laughs> if only I had known they existed. So um, I guess I don't have anything particularly meaningful to say as I share this update on the brief hiatus that the podcast will be taking. Um, but I really did just want to thank all of you for listening and to express my deep gratitude at the generosity you've all had in listening. That's really it. There's so much stuff out there that we can consume, and the fact that any of you chose to listen to this um, means a hell of a lot to me. Uh, some of you I bullied into listening, but you know what? It's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so I guess to sum up, the things that this podcast has really made me think about are the ways in which growing up with my moms and growing up in the family I did has shaped me as an adult. It obviously has deeply. And it's been really interesting to listen back to the interviews I did when I first started this project, which I think my first interview was about 11 months ago. And even then, like even in not, a, not even a year, I have feel like I have changed. My own feelings have been changed about how I think about being the child of queer people. And I've sort of had this realization that I... I had a hard time in going back to, in my memory bank. I think my own self, not myself, my narrative that I've created, the narrative I've created about myself and the kind of self-concept or the idea of the way that I experienced my childhood with regard to having two moms didn't always necessarily align with my lived reality in that I think I overemphasized as a kid <sighs> okay let me get this out and then I'll then I'll analyze myself I think I may be overemphasized as a kid the degree of of external marginalization and bullying and judgment and cruelty I think what was actually probably happening is I am so sensitive and I always have been a really sensitive person really really aware of how others perceive me and and my position and as a young person really worried about that more so than your average you know prepubescent 
And I think as a kid, like, yes, there certainly were, as I've recounted on the show, instances of just assholery of people saying just messed up stuff about gay people, basically. <laughs> and like, I think just overall the climate in which I was operating in which we were all living in, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, that was what was kind of coloring my perception. You know, I don't even necessarily know, like, had I been even more open in our community or with my social networks, my school, et cetera, about my moms, like maybe people actually would have been even more receptive, you know, like obviously like the, the vast majority of kids I went to school with or that I was friends with and who knew about my moms were super fine with it. They would sometimes say stupid things or just kind of like clueless and ignorant things, but it genuinely came from a place of ignorance rather than a place of bigotry. There were also tons of things said that I'm not party to that I have actually since learned, which has been really interesting to kind of know like what other kids were saying, quote unquote, behind my back. Um, but even in that learning, I have also learned that while other kids were talking shit, there were even other kids who knew me and my moms who were like, well, what, what's, what's the problem? What's wrong with having two moms? Um, so yeah, I guess all that is to say, I have been forced to kind of do a, not a cold analysis, but like a slightly more detached look at the past, um, to do this project. Cause I'm kind of been like mining my memories and going back through my memories and, yeah, it's just been kind of interesting because I, I really forced me to be like, okay, what is what are these discrete instances of homophobia or marginalization? And how did those experiences kind of color my entire perception of my own childhood? I'm speaking largely to the time when we lived in California, because like I've mentioned, you know, that was really when the more acute homophobia rose to the surface on a more like public community level. And yeah, overall, it's just been fascinating. Like, thinking and learning about the different experiences of like the fellow children of queers that I have gotten to be building a community with and their different experiences that are so colored by regionalism. I mean, so much of this project has taught me that where you live and the community you're in hugely impacts your experience of being raised in a queer family. Like, okay, duh. But I really feel like that has, all the conversations I've had on the, on the podcast have really deepened my understanding of that reality. Yeah, so at this point, like I said, I'm rambling. But I am putting the project on hiatus for the moment. I do have plans to have further conversations with folks, some of my chosen family, some of my extended family. And I... I'm going to just see where things let me lead me every, every step of this process, every door has opened another door. You know, every person I've talked to has said, Hey, talk to this person or every person I've talked to has brought something up that has stimulated my thinking or opened a new portal of understanding in the most humbling and incredible way. I keep saying humbling, but I really just, that's the kind of the overarching theme of this entire undertaking is how humbling it's been in every way, right? It's been humbling because I've made some huge mistakes and had to like scramble to resolve them. It's been humbling in that it's made me have to really clarify and articulate my values um, and understand what my intentions are in putting this out into the world, right? Um, 
humbling in that it's forced me to question my own assumptions about my childhood or about um, the things I thought about my family and even my mom's. Something I was thinking about this week is like through all of the challenging feelings of exclusion and marginalization that I felt as a young person, my moms were always this sanctuary for me. And I think that's a big part of why we have such a wonderful relationship in adulthood. Not to say there aren't challenges. We're human. But um, that word really keeps coming up for me, sanctuary. Because I never felt like our home was not the right place. You know, it was always the place to be. (laughs) And I still feel that way. And I love my parents so much. And I'm so lucky that I lucked out to be raised by two people who are so wonderful. And to have this wonderful relationship with them, even in adulthood, you know, it's very rare. I feel like the older I get, the more I see friends who have extremely dysfunctional parents. And that makes me sad because I wish they could, I wish they could have what I have. I wish everyone could. And I wish to live in a world where non-normative families are honored and beloved. That's that's all. So, without any further ado, <laughs> I am so grateful to those of you who have kept listening up to this point. It's meant the world to me. Like I said, humbling. And I will update you through this medium when things are coming together again and I just gotta say thank you for coming along on this journey it's been absolutely incredible to share this with you and I um I just want I just I'm full of gratitude so thank you yeah that means you (laughs) until next time